Hey friends, this is Lucas Kittleberger here. I'm your host from The Pew. Thanks for listening in today. Today on the podcast, I have a rather new friend of mine whose name is Ruben Gava. And Ruben is from Buenos Aires, Argentina. Uh, Ruben and I met earlier this year through a mutual friend of ours uh, who had introduced us. Um, and and uh, he introduced uh, around the same time uh, my friend Darren Varga to Ruben. And we were all sort of chatting in a, in a WhatsApp group together. And, and Ruben actually reached out to Darren directly and, and invited him to come to Buenos Aires uh, in November for an event that they were hosting there, that the Apostolic Christian Church was hosting. Um, And this was the 70th annual celebration of the Apostolic Christian Church being established with the government in Argentina. So Darren was really interested, I was really interested, so we wound up heading down to Argentina in November for that event with a group of uh, 10 people total. So the background of this event and why we had decided to make this trip um, was that this was sort of one event in a series of events that has been going on in the past year or so in Argentina. Um, So uh, we talk a little bit in the podcast about um, the past several decades or so that um, and a bit of the struggles that had been going on up until that point. Um, and about a year ago, um, they the church decided that they were going to make a more concerted effort to um, do some reformation work and some restructuring that was hopefully going to come out on the other side with something that was a little bit more sustainable into the future. Um, so they're at the point now where they're working through some challenges, uh, of course, as there are challenges in a transition like that. And Ruben is part of the board of administration that's spearheading that transition. So the way this event fit into it was, uh, was well, we talk about that in the podcast. So um, stay tuned for that. But at the event, there was a series of statements that were shared, um, and I picked up that I thought that those were written down, um, and I wanted to get my hands on those, um, and, and I asked Ruben about it, and he was more than happy to, to send them over to me, and, and, and more than happy actually to let me share the, those statements with uh, all the listeners of the podcast. Um, so I went through uh, with Ruben and uh, and several others that had uh, that had authored those statements and did the translating work into English um, so that I could share it with all you folks. Um, so you can find a link to that in the description. Uh, it's just a PDF that's uh, that's going to be up on Google Drive, um, and it speaks a little bit about uh, Thanksgiving and acknowledgments of those who had uh, who had gone uh, before in the past, as well as uh, uh, speaking about reconciliation and restoration that they re- felt like really needed to be uh, a big part of this event. Um, so I would really encourage you folks to check that out. Uh, it's not too, uh, too long of a read. It should only take about five minutes or so. Um, and I am telling you, uh, since I was the one who combed through it with a translation, it's really, really worth your time to take a look at that. Um, it's really interesting. I found it extremely interesting to, to listen to initially as well as do the translating work. So check it out. 
Um, but without further ado, please join me in welcoming Ruben Gava. Hi, Ruben. How are you? Hi. I'm doing fine, Lucas. And you? I'm not doing too bad. Thanks for uh, sitting down with me. Finally, we, uh, I, I, I tried to get you here a couple times, but, uh, but it turns out it's only our, on our last day here on the trip that, that we're managing to sit down and, uh, and record a conversation. But thanks for doing it. I'm glad we can do it. Yeah, enjoy your, your visit and your, our time together. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I wanted to sit down with you and talk to you about um, a little bit uh, the visit that we had here and this event that we're here for um, and the uh, uh, and the, the I guess um, chapter that you guys are, are going through now in, in the uh, in the Iglesia Nazarena Apostolica Cristiana, which is the um, the Apostolic Christian Church in here in Argentina, um, and p- pick your brain a little bit about it, and maybe share some experiences that you had. But um, first, can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, and and uh, uh, m- maybe give us a little bit of background about who you are and where you've come from? Well, I'm Ruben Gava. I, I'm the son of uh, Esteban Gava and Carolina, and my parents were born here in Argentina. My grandparents come from my mom's side, from Switzerland, from my dad's side, they're from Serbia. And we, are, we were eight brothers and sisters in our family. Mm-hmm. I'm in between all of them. And yeah, we were raised up in the ACC church. Yeah, my grandfather came from Serbia, escaping from the war during that time. And well, they settled here in, in Buenos Aires, and we always been in the church. And my grandfather was a minister in the church. My dad was an elder for many years. And well, I'm in it now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and just to give a little bit of background for some folks, at least in the states. So you spent a little bit of time in the states, yeah? Yeah. Well, I had as a child, I had polio, so I had some back problems with my spine. I had scoliosis, and as I was growing up, it turned worse all the time so I had an invitation first from uh, Ras Pavko and Adina to go there he treated me with chiropractic in uh, Ohio and I visited them in the northern I assisted the northern church there mm-hmm. and later on like in two years later I went to Richmond Virginia and I had surgery on my back mm-hmm. and since then, I've been related to many people in the States and get to know them and travel the States. I went back a couple of times and visited a lot of people around there. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
so the event that we're here for, um, that is, if I understand correctly, it's 70 years that, that the, the INAC has been established with the government as a, as a, um, I guess you would call it a religious entity or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and here we're celebrating 70 years and we, this weekend we went and, and uh, on Sunday we went to a big auditorium and, and uh, shared a bunch of time with, I, 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 I thought that there was maybe, I don't know, four or 500 people that were there. Do you think that, that that's about right? No, uh, I think there were about 800 people. Really? You think that yeah. there was more than that? Yeah, we had six. Could have been. We had six, uh, rented 600 chairs, mm-hmm. and it, they were all, the place was full. I mean, there was no empty chairs, and then we had all the benches on the back for about two more hundred people, and that was also packed. Mm-hmm. And there were some people standing on sidewalk. We think there were about 800 people there. Wow. So, um, you know, I'm I'm thinking here that, and and I was I was telling this to to many people as I was sort of explaining why we we're coming here. That it seems like, um, from what I've heard, you you folks here in Argentina have been going through a, a pretty difficult time lately, and and have been um, uh, doing a lot of work to to change a couple of things that over the past years um, were, were really not good. Um, and it seems like this event is sort of like, uh, it, it, at least it seemed like to me that this was sort of a capstone mm-hmm. event yeah. where, where um, you're, you're trying to put, um, you're trying to put your past behind you and, and, and look at, at at life and look at the the church situation here through a different lens, and that this was sort of the start of that um, of this new chapter of of uh, um, of looking with new eyes. So, um, but but that of course goes along with the closing of an old chapter, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm. Uh, I'm just curious. Could you tell us a little bit about what your perspective was on that old chapter? Um, and I think you know, uh, I, I was talking with with Enzo, a new friend that I made here, and and he was saying that something like the the past thirty years have been very very difficult. Um, so m- maybe thirty years is is an appropriate time to go back to, or maybe more, maybe less. But I'll let you. Tell a little bit of that, a little bit about that story. Well, yes, we had uh, in, in the church the past years have not been very good. I mean, what we lost uh, kind of this family relationship in between churches, and each church was actually doing it on their own. You know, like mm-hmm. we didn't visit each other very much, and. Uh, and the communication was like almost cut off in in many areas, mm-hmm. and we we needed to get somehow to get to start together again to work again as a body. You know, not only in the local churches, but 
in in all Argentina, you know, we see that the church when it's it's divided in, I mean, when don't, we don't work together, then we lose efficiency, which we need it. I mean, we need the power to of the unity to go forth, mm-hmm. and we believe that that's what God wants us to be. That's why He gave us all the same spirit that we all moved in the one same direction. Even we can be different, like say we can all have different models of car, but we can all go in the same road mm-hmm. in one same way. I mean, that doesn't matter whether what you're driving long as you're going the same way, then you're not going to crash against each other, you know. Mm-hmm. And, well, we have to kind of learn that and how it works in the spirit, you know, in the spiritual way. Mm-hmm. And But we found that usually when we need to move forward, some people have an older model car. So if it's going, it's running up in the first line, then the rest has to go very slow if it's an old car. So we have to arrange that to put the faster car up in the front, kind of, and, and let the others go in the back, and that doesn't give a problem. We're move, some, some cars move slower, but they move, you know, and they go where they should go, you know, like in the back. And the rest can move faster, and, and that gives no problem. I think that the church somehow needs to do that because you, we can't be stopping the movement of the Spirit just because psalms are not up to what it means and, and move in that direction. And they may need some more time to get to the same place, mm-hmm. so it doesn't matter how long it takes them. Mm-hmm. If they're going on the back because they're too slow, they're going to get to the same place, but it's going to take them more time. Mm-hmm. So if we can arrange that then things are going to work. And that's what we believe. But on the other hand, some people say, well, you don't like how fast my car is moving. So I said, no, it's not a problem. It's that we do like it. And we appreciate you driving with us, with the whole uh, uh, people, with all the group. It's just a matter of that you should come in the back because if not, we're going to be in trouble. So, what I think now is, what we thought is, in the first place, there's people that kind of felt that we don't appreciate the driving with us because they were moving that fast. Mm-hmm. And we try, what we try to do, no, we do appreciate it. And we, for us, it's important. And, and, and it was important because at one time, you did have a car that moved faster than the rest and you were up in the line but now you just have to go a little back mm-hmm. you know, and, and reorder that and I think God is doing that within us like uh, some, some, for some reason we, we can't understand how God moves and, and some people lose the vision and, and the direction that they should lead the rest of the people and I think that's time that when they let God do the order that which He wants the, the church to move, and the, and I think that's kind of what happened here, and, and and we just wanted to thank people for their time, 
when they did were in the front line and they they did mm-hmm. help yeah. the rest to move in the direction God wanted at the speed God wanted. But now it's another time, and and we tried to, to we did show them and gave the message that we think it comes from God to give them honor, to recognize them, to appreciate all they have done for all the time they did the best they could to lead the whole church in the direction they believed it was right and God showed them to. But on the other hand, the church suffered many years for going to a different speed because they didn't want to move from the front line. And, and the whole rest of the group couldn't go the speed God wants it to move. And it's kind of like we have to reorder that. I mean, God wanted to do it. We've seen it because God did the changes in the, and is doing the changes in the church now. And well, and now we came to the point that we wanted to thank them for it. We want to recognize or honor them, and we did that. In the meeting Sunday last mm-hmm. Sunday with the seventh year anniversary in the morning, yeah, yeah, and well, and I think that was important to to give that message that we we do appreciate we are not against or it's not that we don't like our history or our past or what it's been done. We appreciate it. And, and, and it's important for us, and, and we are thankful for that. But it's a different time now, and I think that as a church we have to be able to see uh, time, how God moves in different times. If we, when we lose the vision and we lose the right direction, then the traffic's going to be awful. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, in f- from your perspective, you had mentioned that that there was sort of a lack of communication between uh, between the different churches um, throughout the country. What do you think really was the cause of that? Well, actually, I think it, it's because of of us. I mean, human being, mm-hmm. uh, we we lack of the maturity to sit down and talk and be honest and open your heart because for some reason we in the past we were hurt and instead of healing each other we just close down to stay away and we go to our own room we close the door and we cry there and then we just stay there we don't open the door again Mm -hmm. we just stay there crying 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 and for many years, we just cried there in our own rooms, and there's no way we can heal that way. And and we think we are right. We feel so bad that we are somebody hurt us, but we don't realize that what the Bible says that is, for example, the Bible teaches us that if your brother sins against you, you should go to him. Mm-hmm. So we didn't understand that. We just say, oh, my brother hurt me. Can I go in my room and cry? I don't go to visit him and tell him, you know, I've been hurt by you and I feel bad. I want to make things right. I want, I want you to help me. 
because I'm hurt. So I think as Christians, you know, we get confused to what God wants us to do, and and then we are, uh, say, victims or of the situations instead of uh, taking the, the the front line, you know, going forth to meet each other, to see each other, to talk to each other, and and well, I think that's one of the reasons that. We just stay away because we don't want to get hurt. And if we do that, then God cannot fulfill His purpose among us. Because, and on the other hand, we always gonna hurt somebody because we are not perfect. Mm-hmm. And if we don't have, if we don't take seriously what the Bible says about how we should forgive each other, you know, as Jesus forgave us, then we are done. I mean. We can't. We're going to be all our own, and then not only among the church, and then even in, in in our own families. You know, if we don't forgive our parents, if we don't forgive our brothers, our sisters, our aunts, our uncles, then slowly we're going to be isolated on our own, and nobody around us. And then we may think we are right, but actually we lost. God's side from what it has to be done, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's it's really easy to play the victim, right? <laughs> you know, it's 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 way more difficult to sort of put put your own problems aside and say, oh well, you know. But that guy over there, he hurt me, um, and then that sort of gives you justification to not deal with your own problems. Mm-hmm. But that's not really. That's not really what the what the Bible teaches, yeah. Right. So, so um, a, a little bit about the event um, because you mentioned one part of it um, there with the with the ceremony that that you did. Could you could you give give the listeners sort of a a sample of of what each of the different services and parts of the event were um, on Sunday? Yes. Well, we had one service in the morning. The purpose of that service was to recognize and honor those that did work in the church for many years on the expansion of the church, on the mission field, on the leadership, but not in locally, not in the local church, but rather in in the Argentinian country, like. Mm-hmm. And we also wanted to honor those that contributed to the to the expansion of the of God's word throughout our throughout our land here in Argentina. And we also wanted to thank all those that helped us to have the resources for to build churches, structures. I mean, buildings and and helping in many people in need and helping for travel expenses and all that, which we did get from outside the country, from abroad. And, well, we thought it was about time we made that officially and and recognize all those because behind uh, each... uh, uh, organization that helped us, there's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And it, our thanks is it goes beyond 
the organization itself, you know, for example, Hill in Switzerland or ACCF or CMBC, you know, in Canada. And uh, we actually wanted to show our gratitude to all the people that are behind that, which they represent. And as well, here in Argentina, all the the leadership and the families that they gave so much of their time and the effort to serve the, the church or serve God, you know, in in this country, in the ACC Church Argentina, and we noticed that many people are not here anymore. They already with the Lord and passed away, and it says, should we? still honor them and recognize them because they're not here anymore. So we, we thought, well, when somebody serves the Lord, then the whole family is involved. Like children are involved, the wife mm-hmm. is involved. So that's on the first place we, our gratitude, wanted to go to the, the couple, not just the man, like recognize that as a Married people, man, married couple, we can't uh, work if our wife doesn't help us to do the work. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it, it's we work together. We can't do it on your own, and so we recognize both of them, not just, the, for example, the elder, but the uh, elder and his wife, and at the same time, the whole family, mm-hmm. because the family pays a price somehow for what they are doing because the family has less time with the parents and the family has to deal with a lot of things that it's the church church problem brings so uh, I we went through that because my dad was also an elder and many times uh, we suffer a lot of things because we didn't have him or we couldn't share a lot of time with him because he was involved in the church you know? and well then we realized that the whole family needs to receive the, uh, this recognition from the church that we mm-hmm. are we thank not only the parents but their children too uh, and that's, um, that's what we wanted to do and not only for the leadership, but also for those that did other activities in the church, yeah, in, in the uh, spreading of the gospel here, which maybe they never did have a recon- official recognition from the church as a ministry or elders or uh, teachers, you know, like people that just went visit door to door to take the word or they serve in the different areas which they were they didn't have a recognition from the church like officially but mm-hmm. we we wanted to tell them we are we thank them for their job for their work for their service mm-hmm. so after the after the ceremony, then we had a little bit of a break, and we came back for an evening service. And what what was how was that structured? Well, we thought it was important that we first have to be thankful for the past, 
for and and recognize those that uh, did so much in the past. So, because what is today has a lot to do with what was before that. That's how we ended up here, mm-hmm. and then with at the same time it was also important to not all, we all see what it was done good but we know that there was a lot of wrong things that were made mm-hmm. so we realized that we all need to heal the that you know that we needed to not only get together and say hey, we are thankful for the past but we have a present too and our present, most of the people, is is hurting because of, like we said before, this lack of co- communication and forgiveness and, and talk to problems and forgive each other. At, uh, actually, we are all hurting, and we need to come to an end with that. You know, like we had a lot of stones on our hands ready to throw, and we just didn't want to to give them away, I mean, to drop them. And, and that not only put us in a situation of being uh, carrying all that problem, but at the same time, we didn't let it go. So we realized that we had to let go a lot of things and also not only recognize the good, but forgive for what is, was done wrong. And as an institution, like as a church, we made a lot of mistakes. And for us, it was important since now we are, I'm part of the uh, administrative board here in Argentina since uh, December last year. And when we had to take yeah, when, when they passed on to us that administration, it came with a lot of things. The package, you know, that we got, and in this package mm-hmm. there was a lot of uh, things that needed to be, get fixed. And one of them was here we have a church that did great things, which we are thankful for. But on the other hand, it hurt a lot of people too because. There were many things they didn't know how to deal with. Maybe they, we believe they did the best they could, but it, it's not enough mm-hmm. just to try to do the best you can. And we make mistakes, and we have to say we are sorry for these mistakes we made. We are sorry we hurt people we didn't want to, but we are sorry with, that we hurt people. And. So we believe that it was important that we we can say forgive us as a church, and and that's what we wanted to do to tell the people that it doesn't matter whether we did it or not, but we are part of the church now, and and as a leadership in in this area, we have to tell the people we are sorry for the past. Mm-hmm. We are grateful. And we we thank for all the good things, but on that area we we didn't do what was the best, and and that's why we wanted to get a new start or to get 
the church to grow again, to have God's blessings upon the church. We believe that the church needed to get rid of all those uh, carrying stones we took for many years. And, and so we wanted to actually ask all the members of the church that were that day that as a, as a ACC church at Enoch in Argentina to forgive us for for all the wrong things we've done mm-hmm. you know, for not being with them when they needed for probably just putting someone in discipline we didn't because we didn't know how to deal or we, we didn't know how to help people under certain situations and it was easier just to say you're in discipline or you're excommunicated and because it takes a lot of work a lot of time to sit with people to walk with people to to heal them to help them uh, we just took the easy way you know just say hey you did this this is what you get no, maybe that's why they learn. Well, we're not going to now see whether it was done right or wrong. We just didn't do what we're supposed to do, you know. And yeah, and we come to a point that we say, all oh, what we can do is say, forgive us. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it, it seems an easy word, but it's, it's that word that many times we don't mention please forgive me mm-hmm. for what I've done wrong. And it seems so simple, but behind that word, it's the cross. Mm-hmm. And we forget that the blood of Jesus had paid for all that. Mm-hmm. So th- there was another thing that happened that I'm interested in, in hearing your take on that was um, there was a woman who went up in front of the auditorium, and she she spoke a little bit, um, and I I could understand most of what she was saying, but not all of it. And we we I I don't think it's appropriate to mention her by name, but could you uh, could you expound a little bit on on what that that section of the service was? Yes, we we believe that. As, as a church, we have three different areas where mainly that we need to ask for forgiveness and forgive. And there was one is the institution, like the, like, uh, the church itself, and then the other is the leadership, and, and as well that the congregation. So we have we made us as a board we asked for forgiveness for the institution what we did wrong as institution and then mm-hmm. a brother which was part of the uh, eldership or pastoral work did it from the leadership which was uh, one a part of it at that time and then this lady uh, the sister she did it on representation of the congregation, like to forgive and to ask for forgiveness, because she mentioned in, in that 
with sin in our, in our homes with mm-hmm. it and, and with our children as we talk in our homes about church problems and, and all that we have in our hearts. We passed it on to our own children in our own home and, and around our whole family. So she can she what she did is was recognize that we did that in our and we hurt our own family with all the church problems that we didn't want to face and fix and and well sometimes you can't fix but you have to forgive and instead mm-hmm. of forgiving and being forgiven we just hurt people and and that's why she asked for forgiveness and forgive be, because we did it on a family basis too, not only on, on the church itself. Mm-hmm. Well, we know we're family, it's part of the church, but I mean, we did it on our own homes too. And she, she did that part that day. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, well, one observation is that that there were a lot of amens that were said mm. on yeah. Sunday, yeah. Um, and it sounded like it sounded like overall this event was something that was uh, that was positive and something that maybe you as a church here in Argentina needed to move forward and and in. In this, in a new chapter here, um, you you needed to be able to close the old one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I'm curious. So where uh, where are you heading here? Um, you know, I mean, obviously it it's it's foolish to to paint a picture that everything right now is great and wonderful and rainbows and butterflies and flowers. Right um, there, obviously, with any transition um, and and any changing of chapters, so to speak, there's there's a fair bit of difficulty, and and maybe, well, usually how it goes is the difficulty is just easier to see than it was before. Yeah. Right. But um, but where where do you think the church as a whole is heading? Um, and and can you can you see that that uh, uh, can you see that destination yet? Well, I would say we like to watch a rainbow. It's great, you know. <laughs> it's absolutely awesome. Just D- to, don't we all? Just uh, just from a distance, yeah. And heading but, there, but you know. Rainbows are beautiful, but they don't last long. Mm-hmm. You know that, and and we know that. And after a storm or after rain, we see the rainbow. We even take picture of it, and we keep them just so we don't forget. Once we saw a rainbow, you know. But on the other hand, later on, there's going to come another storm and other rain 
the problem is sometimes we forget that it's going to come a day when another rainbow is going to come out and we're going to enjoy it again. I think the church and life, it's like that. You know, sometimes for some strange reason, we think of a perfect church, even if we don't say it, but in our minds, we think of a perfect church, we think of a perfect life, we think of a perfect marriage, and then when we get married, we realize it's not what we thought. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, it's because we just had, had the wrong idea. If we go through the Bible, we see all the problems in the earlier church. And here, when we have problems in the church, we say, well, how come? I mean, <laughs> the problems are part of life. Problems are part of the church life. We see the, the letters of the apostle to the church. It, it has a lot to do with how they should deal with the problems. So here we get upset about the problems and we forget about how to fix the problems. You know, and I think it's like we have to learn how to deal with problems and and to fix them when when we can fix them. But there's problems there are not, we are not able to fix. Mm -hmm. I think that we have to realize there's a lot of things we can't fix, but what we can do is to forgive. And now as you said, how we're going to move on, what we first need is to move on, is to have present that we have to forgive each other every day, all the time. And it's written in the Bible. You know, it says, how many times do I have to forgive my brother? <laughs> Three? Is it seven? Seven. No, 70 times seven. You know, it's... Like, this is the third time you did to me the same thing. Here the Bible tells you 70 times 7. Mm -hmm. And if God tells us, through Christ, you have to forgive 70 times 7, how many times is he going to forgive us? You know, less than that. On the other hand, he says that we should forgive each other the way he has forgiven us. And he has, when he has forgiven us all, then we should forgive each other all. So I think that's a, the the start now is to have to be focused on Christ-centered church, on the cross, on the power of the blood, to forgive each other, to love each other, and that's the only way we can go move forth. If that, if Christ is not in the place where He has to be in the church, if we don't, if we forget that that when we don't forgive our brothers and sisters, actually we are trying or showing that what Christ in the cross did is not enough for him. And if it's not enough for him, that over her it's not enough for me. I mean, the power of the blood is, is like we kind of, we didn't, we, we, it sounds uh, hard, you know, to say that we act like the blood of Christ was not enough to forgive certain sins. 
and we have to realize that the blood of Christ is enough to cover all sins and that we should treat each other according to that that God forgives us as a church as a person as in, and in our relationship to be able to grow we have to forgive it forgive each other every day mm-hmm. you know if not we have no future as church we're going to try to make an organization but without the spirit in it mm-hmm. and, and then well you have to have some uh, vision where we want to go but I think the first thing is how we're going to go if we get back to the car's idea is before you make a trip you you know you where you want to go but at the same time you put in your car all the things you're going to need for the ride <laughs> you know like you can have the vision but you have to get ready for the vision mm-hmm. and I think that, that that to get ready for the vision is kind of like that point that We're going to have problems. We're going to have to fill up again the tank because it's a long way to go. So those are the problems are going to, we're going to go half down the road. But before we leave, like if we have a point that say, where we're going to go, we have division. And on the, on the way, we prepare ourselves to be able to go all the way. And we have to get ready for that. And Let's say, for example, we have a, we use credit cards to fill up our tanks, okay? And our credit is going to be Christ for the problems we are going to have on the way. Mm-hmm. And, and we have to use that, like what he did for us. And, for example, now if we, we s- split in the church we are, because we're not able to realize that Christ had paid for all that, that he's going to give us to be able to go on in unity and love. But since we forget that, we just stay apart and we hurt each other. And it's like we got to the first tank station and and we stopped there and and we are crying that we can't go any more farther because we have no more gas. And here we are sitting at, at the tank station. We, we have the credit, but we are not filling it up. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't go any farther. We do it, we know we have the credit, but we don't take it. We don't, we don't hold on it. We don't use it to keep on. Mm-hmm. And that's why we get stuck as church. You know, we come to a point, and, and you see it, that for, me, for over 20 years, we were in that tank station waiting for, waiting for to go forth. And now it's like we say, oh, all of a sudden, God moves among us and gives us a clear sign that, hey, You had to credit all the time. Now, fill up. And I think that's what kind of like we did now. We we recognize, we thank God for for all the way we came. And now it's time to say, use this credit. 
mm-hmm. and, and we're filling it up, and we're going to go, and, and we just pray that next tr- gas station, we're, going, we're not going to forget again mm-hmm. that Jesus Christ had paid, and we have credit to go on, mm-hmm. you know, because that's what happened with us. We, we forget. We even have the Holy Supper. Do not forget that Christ died for us. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we think about that, is like, are you ever going to forget that somebody gave his life for you? You, you would say no, yeah, but it seems that it's yes, because Jesus instituted the Holy Supper that we don't forget. Because we do forget, and you see, the church forgets a lot of things. That's why we need to reconsider things that we don't forget. And I think we came to a point like that, that that we don't forget. And that, if you look in the Bible, in the past, it it happened the same thing. The the people, God's people, they forgotten a lot of things, and God needed to remember them through different things they went, that He is God, and that we need Him, and and without Him we can't go forth. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's uh, the future. Only God knows it, but we know He is with us, and that gives us the certainty we on the way, you know. And we can plan a lot of things. But if our plans is not led by God, and 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 we remember constantly that it's Him that does the work within us, within the church, and we are led by His Spirit, we won't go any farther. Maybe this was a very nice time. We spent a great weekend, a great Sunday. We experienced beautiful moments of healing and and. and we cried a lot yeah, because it's a lot of things comes to our mind. We love God. We love the church. And, and we love each other. We, we are a great family. I think we, we have the privilege of being part of the ACC church, which I think is great. And somehow we all cried many times when we see that the church is not fulfilling God's will. But we have to reconsider many things and and look deep in our hearts what we're going to do with all what we have, and we should move forward to God's will. Mm-hmm. So looks like we're uh, we're just about ready to sit down here for breakfast. But before we do, do you have any uh, any closing comments of encouragement for for? the listeners here, anything that you would want to share, a message that you would want to share with them? Yeah, I, I like to share this. I had a lot of uh, disadvantages on the way. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, we always look at ourselves and how limited we are. And there's many things we can't do. And that puts us in a situation where we don't move because we are we look how much we got and we forget how much God has 
but it doesn't depend on us. It, it depends on Him. Mm-hmm. It doesn't depend on, on our resources. And and we we usually look how much we have instead of looking up to Him. I think that's one of the greatest problems that we also have as Christians, especially in hard times, we lose the sight of what He can do. Like you said, well, what about the future? We all think about what about the future. Then we sing, He holds the future. Mm-hmm. You know, like, well, that's our, uh, we trust that. And the meanwhile, I think God doesn't let us see the whole thing in the future because if not, then we get in problem again. De- instead of depending on Him, we start thinking we are the ones that are doing things and not that He is doing it, the things in us. It doesn't depend how much we have. It doesn't depend how smart we are. It doesn't depend how much knowledge of the Bible we have. It doesn't depend how much we read, how much we do. It depends when we are de- we depend on Him, then things work, and and the the church will grow if we keep Christ in the, in our center in in the center of our life in the center of the church, and if we simply do His will in all ways, not just the things the way we think they should be, but rather the thing he wants them to be. You know, and I would say to all the people that the best thing they can do is forgive and let go. Mm-hmm. And that's going to, they're going to experience something new in their lives every day. Because that's not one thing we do one day. What we done on, on Sunday that was not it. That's just to learn mm-hmm. that we have to keep on doing that to tell people to forgive us and to forgive. Mm-hmm. That's not something that we just have a meeting and we say forgive us and then the next day we forget about the whole thing. I think it's like we have to do that every day in, in our homes. In, with our neighbors, in our work, in everywhere we go. That, that's part of our Christian life. That's, that's God's Spirit within us working. So we, we say we have His Spirit. That His Spirit moves us to do that. Mm-hmm. We need it. We need, we need it badly. I mean, I need it. Hmm. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to sin. But if I if I forget the cross, either I try to cover my sin with not acknowledging it, or I open my heart and let Christ clean me again once more. Mm-hmm. Oh. But it's a great task because our our pride gives us a hard time. <laughs> mm-hmm. you no, know, we have to humble ourselves before the Lord and and 
before our brothers and sisters. You know, like Jesus said that the ones that are the smallest is going to be the biggest. So, you know, like, I don't know how exactly it says in English, but, you know, when when we humble ourselves, he's going to lift us up. Mm-hmm. And and Christian life is it's an upside-down world. Mm-hmm. And if we don't realize that that's how things work here is, it's the opposite of what we usually think it does. Mm-hmm. You know, this if if and if we don't walk in that way, like saying, let God control our lives, let God control our um, uh, our emotions, you know, in 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 the good way, like the emotions when we approach some people instead of hurting them to heal them mm-hmm. you know and and the church we have a great uh, how would I say we have a great uh, uh, I forgot the, the word in English I'm trying to think What's in the Spanish, Spanish word? Yeah. Desafio. It's a, it's a challenge, right? Yeah, right. You got it. We have a great challenge, but we have a greater God. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, with that, we'll wrap up here. Thanks for uh, thanks, number one, for hosting us here. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was no easy task, I'm sure. And and special thanks to your wife as well for. Mm-hmm for taking care of us she prepared many meals for us despite how full we may have been <laughs> at, at the moment yeah <laughs> um and yeah i'm i'm hoping that this is uh this is the start of of uh of many more times that i personally can come down to argentina and spend time with you folks here and uh, i'm hoping this is the uh, I'm hoping to be able to encourage more people to to come from the states and Canada and encourage more Argentinians to come and visit us. So um, it was a, a wonderful time that we spent here, and uh, and we we thank you for uh, even even for for taking us around to all the different churches that I mean we probably visited. Well, but by the end, we'll, we will have visited maybe 10 churches or something like that while we're here and, and spending some time with the believers there. So so this was such a blessing to be here, and, and I think that we we all enjoyed it here. So thank you very much. Yeah, I want to thank you all for coming. It was a great time. We spent it. It's a beautiful week, and really appreciate it and, and we felt supported by you all in all this as well and I, we know all the, your prayers were with us too and inviting all people to, to come visit us and, and now now you all know it's a safe place <laughs> <laughs> you know I don't believe what the, the, TV, the TV and the news say <laughs> World, the world is a safe place to live on, long as we have God with us. You know, Amen. Yeah. 
and we are thankful. We had a beautiful time. We spent a great time together, and and we hope you'll come again. And you know, our homes are willing to receive visit and and to share more time and, and to spend. Uh, Beautiful moments, praising the Lord, glorifying His name, and putting His name up in high. Mm-hmm. And we still have a lot to learn, a lot to learn. Isn't and, that the truth? Yeah, and and we we can learn from the mistakes for the past. We are going to make our own mistake. That's why we have to keep on loving each other and and, and really helping each other don't let him, anyone down you know, that's why God wants us to be together mm-hmm. that we all walk and when somebody is not it, it needs help we are with them and I hope you'll have a, a wonderful trip back and safe trip back and our love and greetings to all the audience and all the people that uh, is listening. And we invite you all to come here, Argentina. Don't come all at the same time. Just like it's, it's not easy to have ten people at home all together. <laughs> but it was great. We enjoyed mm-hmm. it so much. We had mm-hmm. such a great time. Yeah. And the Lord had blessed us abundantly. And, and even if. In a way we never even imagined. I mean, it did, God did everything, and she's gonna keep on doing it, you know. And, and we love you all, and God bless you all. God bless you, brother. Thank you. All right, with that, we'll wrap up here. Thanks again, and uh, yeah, we'll see you, folks. Ciao. Ciao. All right. I hope you all enjoyed that. And again, please check out that document that I've linked up in the description if you want to know a little bit more about what was shared at the 70th anniversary event that we went to. I think it's really worth your while. Um, Some heartfelt words uh, that, uh, that we have translated in English for you. Uh, If you're enjoying the content here, be sure to uh, subscribe to it or give me a follow on SoundCloud. Uh, I appreciate all those who uh, who are listening in. Um, And if you subscribe or follow, this content will come right to you. So be sure to do that. That is all from me. Wish you all well. Wish you all a good uh, Christmas season here. And uh, we'll see you next time.